You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome, niggas and friends, to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast, presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Um, I go by Black Dante on Twitter. And for today, my AKA will be Ava Dunay. And I'm joined by. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Candace. You know, you can find me on all social media, not so newlywed PC. Um, if I my AKA is Jamal birthing babies in the congregation that's that's a perfect role model if you will a perfect whole model if you will (laughs) 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 more on that later (laughs) um we back we have watched all this dramatic shit <clears throat> um, Can I just commend you on a good call for Adam Brazilis because this shit has been fucking hilarious to me. Um, I too am enjoying Brazilis, and I am enjoying the Tamar show. Um, and yeah, which we gonna <laughs> um ooh network announcements um. Switching the merch over to Bonfire because I'm pregnant and I'm not about to be making merch and running back forth to the post office and Rona really finna kick into overdrive along with flu season and she's yeah, about to get about real. To so um, be on the lookout for all of our merch switched over to Bonfire. Um, gonna be getting with y'all favorite hosts from y'all favorite shows crown and collars love drought um i'm not mad i'm pissed and so on and so forth and getting merch for them up and running and then you can purchase some merch um also it's breast cancer awareness month so please be sure to go and purchase a brie strong shirt or a never alone shirt um, all of the proceeds outside of production and things like that on Bonfire go directly to Brie to help her whoop cancer's ass. Um, and yeah, so let's let's get into it. We're gonna go right on over to Bridezilla's, which this is <clears throat> episode three, Guardzilla and Boho Diva. We are still here with Roxanne who lied to her dad about changing her last name so that he would buy a almost $10,000 wedding dress. But before that, we get to Tony and Mackenzie. Um, they age the fir- difference is a little weird. I, okay. Okay. I was, I was, if you didn't say it, I was. She's 25. He's 34. And they've yes. been together since before he had gray hair, which means he, mm-hmm. she was okay. Mm-hmm. We are on the same page because if you didn't bring it up, I was. Also, I want to. I want to get this off my chest. 
Okay. Um, white women who date black men have a weird energy <laughs> and they it's almost like they go out of their way to try to be urban or ghetto or what they think is ghetto and like she's saying weird shit like I'm a bippity boppity bap that bitch like you girl white. what <laughs> the fuck you are white be white it's okay you got the privilege and stand up in it why are you trying so hard to be urban i she she was I, annoying me yeah i was that. about to say i don't you know i don't like to assume because you know i don't want to make an ass of myself but i didn't know what her ethnicity or what the fuck she was but what i did know she was annoying as fuck that's what i do know mm-hmm. um and i also and- like 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 mad weird and like almost like fetishizing him to to a, yeah to a, like like girl like you ain't got to mention this man's dick like 24 goddamn seven but and i mean kept niggas... saying weird shit like uh if he cheat on me i'm gonna cut his penis off and drug him and feed it to him and i'm like, like girl what like what in the goddamn saw hell is this she's also creepy because she has bridesmaids that she thinks are jealous of her and right. she has a strained relationship with her mama. Mm-hmm. I want to get into this new trend that you young gals are doing at y'all's weddings. Doing a sexy dance for the groom at the reception is fucking weird to me. Okay, and I... making your bridesmaids be a part of it is, is even weirder. extra fucking weird to me and you singling out the darker skin bridesmaid because mm-hmm. she's being too sexy for a sexy dance mm-hmm. that you wanted to perform for your groom mm-hmm. i understand that damn okay see and i and i i don't know the black population there but I have a. She had two other bl- bridesmaids who are black, and they look to be mixed race. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Aaliyah looks to just be black. Yeah. And the the way that she has been treating her is it's it, rubbing it, me the wrong way. Does it give you a? It gives you a, just a. It gives you a tang of colorism. It gives me. It gives me actually a full plate of colorism. Okay. In anti-blackness. Uh, okay. All right. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. I, I, I'm inclined to agree. It gives me, it gives me colorism. It gives me colorism with some with the parsley of anti-blackness sprinkled on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and she also gives it. me that she is just a bitch. Like. <laughs> she, yeah, she is fucking weird. Being in the crystal shop and trying to buy dick-shaped candles and being mad at the one bridesmaid who did not give a super fuck at all about anything that she had going on. It's <laughs> like, all I, 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 you really know, now, now that one bridesmaid, I forget her friend's name. She, she, she was like, Harley. I'm a pop. Yeah. She was like, I'm a positive person. And I'm like, girl, now, now Mackenzie is a lot, but we ain't got to lie. You mellow as fuck. And that's cool. But I agree with her. She was like, Okay, so what does this have to do with the wedding? Why are we looking at crystal dicks and we trying to get ready for the wedding? Like, what what does this have to do with the wedding? The best part of this this uh couple 
is that her mom is a fucking bitch. And you can see exactly where it comes from. Mm -hmm. And the fact that her mom and her dad are going out their way to ruin her wedding because they don't want them on Bridezilla's is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, I I loved it. Like, her mom called the venue and sabotaged it so that the venue no longer wants uh, WeTV and Bridezilla's filming in the venue. Yeah. It's like... power. It's like... You know what it, you know what it gave me? It gave me inception because this seems like a bridezilla sabotaging another bridezilla because they don't want the shine of the bridezilla. Yes. That's some powerful yes. energy. That is that is some that is some that is some um that is some magneto energy. When her mama showed up at the nail shop to offer her five thousand dollars to not do bridezillas, I was cackling. I'm yes. not gonna hold you. I, 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 I got a gr- I got a great chuckle out of it. Oh, I kind of saw it coming too, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I same. Did, I didn't expect that much money, but I damn sure expected her to try to bribe her. They probably like, don't even. They probably don't even want their daughter marrying no black man, so they damn sure don't want it on national TV. You know what? That's probably why it was so much money. <laughs> <laughs> They damn sure like, don't want it televised. Baby, I will give you a king's ransom if you don't marry this nigger on this on national TV. Listen. <laughs> like you gonna marry him anyway. We don't like it, but w- do it in private. <laughs> Please. Keep that marriage shit to keep that marriage shit to yourself. That's what her mama told her. Keep keep that marriage to yourself. <laughs> keep that interracial love to your goddamn self. Correct. And I wasn't mad because something like you said, it just feels like she fetishizes him. Doesn't mm-hmm. feel like she's with him because he's just a great person. She's yeah. like after him because he's he's black. So yeah, he's black and apparently his his dick is big and he can work it. Which I mean, listen, niggas love to be fetishized by non-black women. Looking at you, Jeezy. So you know, hey. Yeah. I don't be having sympathy for niggas who get with non-black women that's like that because you get what you deserve. Exactly. And also, it's just creepy as hell that you that much older than her and the timeline of which it seems y'all dated. That mm, 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 So. Yeah. Mm. Suffer, nigga. Yep. Speaking of suffering, I feel like uh, Roxanne's uh, man is going to (laughs) suffer a long time with her. (laughs) But she signed that damn prenup, so she did. that's true. So she when, did. when he's ready true. to go, when he read, when he, he listen, when he ready to spread his wings and fly, fly, fly away. She has a super ugly personality. It's kind of, it's kind of pitiful. Um, it is. Jasmine's called it. This wedding has brought out the worst traits in her, and it, and it, it did. Now I will say um, this: I don't. Do you think her her friends and family and stuff just put up with her just to be on TV and get a probably get a little bit of? Check? Yes, absolutely. Because, yeah, because ain't no fucking way. I, I'm a I'm gonna do some googling and have some answers by next week's episode because I wonder what's the uh like what's the benefit to being on Bridezilla? Like what what's the is it a check involved? Is the wedding paid for? What is the benefit to it? I would yeah. like to know. I, I too would like to know because I just can't imagine. 
Because Jasmine, girl, ain't no way in the hell I would have went to that damn wedding. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. And Lonnie called it. Lonnie was like, blah, blah, girl, you was going to go to that wedding anyway because you was invited. <laughs> yeah, free With- food, free drinks. What's up? Yeah. Which which I get, and I I'm a nigga that love free, but I just would have been too pissed off to go. I'm sorry, that's just be the way Roxanne has treated and talked to Jasmine. She calling her alcoholic and shit. Yeah, no. While drinking, while day drinking. But I enjoyed Jasmine balling that damn contract up and tossing it in her face. Same. I I I got a chuckle out of that. Chef's kiss to that one. Mm-mm-mm. Beautiful. <laughs> Um, you know, it just peaked on me. It just clicked. Now, I think it's damn sure more evident with McKenzie than it is Roxanne. But I, it just clicked on me. Jasmine, darker skin, you know, kind of loud, but you know that's fine. Yeah. And Roxanne, I don't know what. It, what she, definitely lighter skin. I don't know her ethnicity, but def, definitely lighter skin. Do you think it's a bit of colorism there? Or is she just a bitch? Right. Exactly. I think it could be a bit of both. Same. Maybe. Possibly. Because she treat her sister bad, too. Her sister don't play that shit. Her sister like, girl, you'll be if you don't calm the fuck down, yeah, exactly. But, but her but her mama explaining that Roxanne is the youngest, it absolutely makes sense of why she acts the way that she acts. Okay, I just Googled it now. In order to be on Bridezilla, brides had to already have their weddings paid for, but they were reimbursed for food, clothes, and were given compensation for their time during filming. Uh mm. okay, so um, so while her dad quote unquote paid for the dress, apparently Bridezilla's actually paid for it. Mm, but the rest man. of the wedding had to be paid for. Mm, mm. Okay. And Bridezilla reimbursed him and then probably cut him a little bit extra on the side. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. What about the like the um like the like the bridesmaids and the like do they get compensated or is it just the person you know is is it just them that pay for the wedding? Um or do they do it say? Let's see, it says uh No, it doesn't really say what uh if mm. like family and friends attain a check too, but they probably do. Got it, got it. Yeah, they probably do. It's it's probably a little something. They probably uh, slide them a little something. Okay. Um, it got well, to be something because ain't no way in the world that <laughs> there was no check or re uh, reimbursement involved and nobody slapped the shit out of Roxanne. I'm sorry. <laughs> ain't no hell. A girl, a goddamn code of conduct. What? Exactly. And how you giving me a code of conduct that you ain't even following? How? <laughs> facts um so roxanne's dad did show up to walk her down the aisle um the wedding was was beautiful and i enjoyed when she fell and bust her ass that's karma 
God don't like ugly. Truly enjoyed that. <laughs> I, you know that that that's just the clown coming back to trip. That's all. I do want to see the the ending to Mackenzie and uh, Tony shit though. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. see that ending. I want to see if she gonna take that five thousand dollars. Girl, I would shit. I could. Do you know what I could do with five thousand dollars right goddamn now? I take it and still be on the show. The, hello. I mean, because you already signed a uh, release and everything, you obligated to do it. So, yeah, boom. I, I I agree, but then again, Mackenzie doesn't give me you know bright. So you know, I mean, yep. she is a she is a light bright, but that doesn't mean she's bright up in the in the the cerebral area where she should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say though this to Roxanne's man, um, Todd. Um, again, she did sign the prenup, so you can flee. I feel like mm-hmm. y'all, cause uh, she's a lot to deal with. It's when you get good and ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. You too can know why the cage bird sings and flee. Absolutely. Get the hell on. Um, but that was, that was her dress was beautiful though. The wedding itself was beautiful. Yeah. It was worth the eighty thousand dollars they spent. Um, mm-hmm. just please let it last because with an attitude that nasty, you can't be sure. Right. Her friend giving that commentary saying, "Uh, she think they'll last seven years." I was like, "Girl, they'll be lucky if they make it past two. Truthfully. Mm. But that was it. And truly. <sighs> Yeah, that was it for Bridezilla's. On to Tamar. All right, I'll let Candace take lead because I only got halfway through the episode. <sighs> Miss Mamas. So, <laughs> um, this is episode five, Celebration and Chaos. Um, it's the day of David's 50th birthday party, and he's on face- FaceTime with his sister, and he starts discussing how the Braxtons are so different from his family because they like being in the public eye and his family is private. And I don't know, friend, but it sounded like to me he was basically saying Tamar's family is beneath him and his family. It, it definitely it rubbed me the wrong way. I can't put my finger on it exactly. You might be right. I just don't know the correct verbiage for it, but it definitely rubbed me the wrong way. Cause it, cause my thing is, if this how you feel about her and her family, if they are just, if you, you and your family are just totally opposite, y'all operate totally different. Y'all then why things, the hell are you with Tamar? Why are you with her? And right. that's why I feel like he, like his bum ass, is a clout chaser. Because even if you was making good money, even if you are a finance guy, even if you rubbing elbows in Hollywood. It, you are still elevated to now be in the inner circle of the Braxton family because that name does hold weight. Yeah. Tony Braxton, one of the best vocalists of our time. Correct. So I just was like, and you Tamar can blow her damn self. Yeah. And so I'm just sitting here like you definitely clout chasing. Cause if I feel this way about somebody in a family, I'm not about to be a part of that. Right. Yeah, Cause here you, you cause are. you're not about to waste my time or yours. The rest of my smoke 
it's going to be for Tamar and some more for David. Why would you insist on Goalie coming to David's party? I didn't understand that. And I have decided that I do have, I have a huge problem with how Tamar has treated Goalie during their work together, because it's kind of bordering on abusive. You opened her up to be criticized, diminished and belittled by David. You apologized, but then you insisted on her coming to this man's party when they have unresolved issues and tension and, and around people his, that obviously, you know, pretty much are going to take David's side should some shit pop off. Yeah, with his friends and his family and his business associates. Why would you do that? Who already kind of have an ill because wasn't he talking with his dad about the work and how, you know, he don't really fuck with His whole family. Yeah. So like Tamar, um, yeah, I agree with you. Tamar opened up to attack from all angles. And my issue with goalie is you spiritual boho chic types you gotta learn to say no and my issue with goalie is that you should have just been coming into this to do a job with tamar and i think it got personal for you and y'all became close and you started seeing her as a friend but you're not her friend you were there to do some work with her to help her start to repair her career and get back on the good foot musically and be her highest self when she's performing, when she's in a studio, when she's writing, you don't need to be her friend to do that. You just need to help her interpret all these vivid ass, wild ass dreams, get your paycheck and go on about your business. You should have told her no, I am not coming to a party for David with his friends, his family, and his business associates. If this had been an event for Tamar, it could have been totally different. And I would have possibly understood her coming. But why would you agree to that? And she even said it went against her best, her best judgment to go to the party. And lo and behold, as I knew David would, he humiliates Goalie in front of his friends and business associates because he was like, oh, this is Goalie. She works with Tamar and the stars, but I don't know what she actually does. Tell them what you do, Goalie. What is it you do? Was that towards the end of the episode? Um, This was like a mid... This was like a midpoint. Okay. This was like right after the halfway point. Okay. Ah, oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. So I just missed it. I just missed it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I agree. With you. I think Goldie's problem is like you said, she became like friends and like I and like she not saying like because like not saying that she, you know, don't need to care about her to do a job because she has to, but she does have to have that boundary and that line of like, okay, I do like Tamar, I do care for her, you know, I have to care about her in order for me to do my work. But I also have to make a boundary to not get overly invested and treat her as a friend because at the end of the day, I still have a job and this is not a safe environment for me to do my job because Tamar has allowed it to be. And now I'm getting attacked. I'm getting humiliated. I'm getting, like you said, borderline abused by this man who is clearly abusive and manipulative and 
both of us being abused is not going to help nothing. At all. Um, because time, David is full taking advantage of this shit. Oh, absolutely. I do not like him. I do not like him either. I, I and, really like any of these niggas, to be honest. <laughs> Whenever like, we do these shows, it's rather I like any of these men. Because they predatory. Yeah. They are very, 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 very predatory. And it absolutely shows. Yeah. It absolutely so, does. And so when after he tries to humiliate her to kind of ease her mind instead of leaving and telling Tamar, Hey, I'm leaving. I'm not comfortable here. What do she do? Friend? She go get fall down drunk. She, you know, when white women get drunk, they start dancing all weird and shit. She on the, and she falling down. She's so drunk. And then David, uh, then Tamar has a meltdown for no reason at the party. David is looking for Tamar. She passed out talking about, I'm ready to go. This the party you planned. How you trying to leave his birthday party two hours early? Right. What? Now this I did. Now this I did, Miss Tamar. Girl, what the fuck? <laughs> She like, I'm ready to go. I'm tired. Why would you throw a party in your house if you knew you weren't going to even want the party to finish out fully? And you talking about, I'm ready to go. You talking about, this is his first birthday party ever. And blah, blah, blah. Um. Okay, so why wouldn't he want to stay the full length of his party? Right. He ain't even cut the cake. She talking about, let's go. I'm ready to go. Then she had a meltdown. Then they had to go in the bathroom without the cameras and talk, her and David. And I'm like, this is... I said to myself, we are at episode five of this show. Next week is the season finale. This show has been chaotic from episode one until fucking now. You need to clean house physically and spiritually because you have had no peace in any of the episodes we have seen none there has not been a day of quiet peace rest nothing every day at least once in the episode you are having a full-fledged fucking meltdown or david is showing his ass about something what yeah that's always been Tamar's story, though. You know, like, and it's sad, but it's all, you know, it gets to a point where it's like, God damn, like, whenever, like, how you have no peace, none of your days, like, none. Everything is chaotic. Every day is chaotic. Every day is either you having a meltdown or somebody close to you having a meltdown or somebody close to you being on some bullshit to trigger you having a meltdown, like, all the time. Like if it's if it's no place if it's no you if it's one place on this earth you should have peace and that is your house. 
because Lord knows, you know, we we can say and have said and we'll stand by a lot of what Tyler Perry has done, written and produced. But one thing he said in one of his plays as Medea, um, I can't remember which one, but he said is only well, Medea said it's only two places you're going to have peace. That's in the ground and in your house. Now, if you in your house and you can't have peace. Something is wrong. Right. When can you have it? Will and you just Tamar just it? never has any damn peace. Never. And it's sad because, I mean, again, Tamar has had her moments, and I'm not, you know, the biggest fan of some of the times she's acted out and stuff. But I genuinely would like to see her, you know, have some kind of peace, some kind of healing, just something instead of just chaos. Something. And I'd also like for David to go away. I mean, I know, you know, in real time, you know, that's, you know, that is what it is. But I just, I want him to go away because he is predatory. He is manipulative. He is abusive. And I do not like him. And I think his dreads stink. And will not like him. And and it's not because he's Nigerian. He just doesn't look like he takes good hygiene. Mm Mm-mm. He looks like, you know what he looks like? He looks like the nigga that's on the corner of the liquor store that's trying to sell you roses. Indeed. Indeed he does. Speaking Um, of things that stink. Can we go ahead and talk about Potomac Friend or if you had something else? Oh no, it was more. It oh, was it, more. It was, David, oh, David Goley and Tamar have a big blow up. Um, at the day after the party, Goley and Tamar are doing a dream interpretation, and Tamar, um, well, David decides he wants to do this, but in this dream, uh, a woman is challenging Tamar over David a woman named Angela. And in the dream, the woman is telling Tamar, you fucked up. Like, that's my man. And Goalie tells Tamar that David represents the masculine betrayal that she is going through in in her life. And at this Mm. time, David decides he calls and he decides he wants to have another conversation with Goalie and figure out where the power in her work is coming from and all this other shit. So they go, they de-mic, they push the cameras out. They locked in the room having this conversation. They start yelling and screaming. Goalie cuts David out like, motherfuck you, this, that, and the third. David cussing Goalie out like, you not going to take Tamar from me. You not going to separate me from my family and this, that, and the third. And Goalie is like, I've never, ever tried to separate you from Tamar. I've only tried to get her to be her better, her higher self and get back where she wants to be in her career. It's never had anything to do with you, but you feeling like you can be separated from Tamar. It lets me know that something is wrong and it's something that you're not telling her. Mm. So Goalie start pulling his cards and he start having a meltdown. Like this, my family, you can't take me from my family and all this other shit. And then Goalie quits. And that was the end of the episode. 
she quit. She was like, I'm not about to keep doing this. I'm not about to keep being put in abusive situations. Tamar hired me to do a job. I didn't come looking for her. So I shouldn't have to defend anything to anybody when she came seeking me out and not vice versa. And she was getting, she was getting results with me. She was interpreting these dreams. She was unpacking her emotional trauma and emotional baggage. And she was making headway, but she was like, until she has the power to fully own herself and stop allowing people around her to make decisions for her and tell her what's right and wrong for her, she will never be fully ready to be immersed in the dream work. And at that point, she's wasting my time, my talent, and my energy. So I'm done. And Goalie quit. And she left. And that was the end of the episode. And she should, because she's absolutely correct. Absolutely. Um, next week and, is the season finale, and then after that, um, Braxton Family Values or whatever is coming back. Yeah, it starts up like soon after. Cause I saw that. My, I was like, I see, I see the marketing y'all doing. Yeah, so I was like, well, we gonna get involved with that because that's very dramatic, and it's gonna touch on the strained relationship between Tamar and the sisters. I mean, um, anything dealing with Tamar is gonna be a mess because I mean. Yeah, you know, there's supposed to be a, um, a blow up with her and David on the season finale. Um, so I guess we're gonna see that come to fruition. Yeah, I guess we'll see maybe some of the things that led to you know what we know in, in real time and real life as the domestic violence situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, because, you know, when we, you know, the initial report, we gave a fuck you to Tamar, you know, and we and while we still don't fuck with domestic violence, seeing this nigga and how he move. Yeah, it's it's still a a, a, a huge uh, fuck you to domestic abusers. Um, but yeah. uh, there's some some pieces. Yes. Missing. There's some. I, we'll, we'll say that there is some. How do I say this without sounding fucked up? <laughs> um, well, the smoke does fire. Yep. Yeah. Well, the smoke does fire. And that's all we have on that. So, yeah. <laughs> speaking Let's of smoke and fire. To Potomac. All right. Jeremy waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Let us talk about the real, um, the real sad bitches of Potomac. Um, Season five, episode 10, Sorry Not Sorry. Now, I have notes, you know, because Miss Giselle, you know, Miss Pastor Bryant, uh, Miss Sa- Miss Saved and Sanctified decided to have some damn notes. I got some notes, too. Miss Bitch, <clears throat> if you don't get out of our face. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, please. Okay. So let's let me go to my note here. So, Miss Giselle, you say that you have zero respect for Monique because she portrayed a stereotype about black women being violent, angry, crazy, this, that, and the third. You do your girls do not act like that because you set a good role model and example for them, girl. Um, you said <laughs> you said all of these things. All right, so Miss Giselle, let's take some notes here. Um, you Miss Mamas have been on this show antagonizing, 
betraying, being mean-spirited to one of your long-standing friends and Miss Karen the Huger. And it's by Le the grace of Dom. Hello. That she ain't beat your ass. I, it is by the it is by the, the faith of a mustard seed that Karen ain't put hands and feet on your funky ass. And you saying you bring your girls into it. That's how I know you full of shit. Because Candace, my good friend, um, during all this carrying what on. What the fuck do your kids got to do with any of this? Not only that. Why is your you, kids in a sorry friend? Why is you involving kids in adult business? You yeah. can't fully explain that if you can't, if you have a situation, friend, and you can't fully explain the A to Z of the situation to said kids, they needn't be in it. Hello. Because you forgot damn sure didn't tell all the context. And since you bringing up your kids, Miss Giselle, all that carrying on you had been doing to, um, again, your good friend of, of a long time, Miss Karen, what did your girls tell you? That you too damn old to be carrying on and treating Karen the way that you did. And did you listen to your girls? No. Because what have you consistently been doing for, for 84 goddamn years on this show now? Antagonizing being and being mean to bitch. It, Well, yes. So, girl, fuck off with the self-righteous role model shit. Miss Ma'am Wendy, I and got smoke that, for you, and too. That, and that motherfucking church security that she had with you that couldn't bust a grape in a motherfucking fruit fight. Okay, Monique would have beat your security the fuck up, girl. Because you damn sure look pussy. I'm sorry. That was the most pussy-ass security I've ever seen in my fucking life. Go on some fucking wear playing in our face, bitch. Playing in my goddamn face talking about a motherfucking role model you don't feel A motherfucking reputation when your motherfucking ex-husband that you creeping and sneaking with that you can't even go to Atlanta and stay in his motherfucking house with your kids, bitch. Jamal Bryant got so many fucking kids you can't even count them and had some of them fucking kids while he was married to you. Jamal Bryant's such a shitty person, shitty husband, shitty role model, shitty father that his own fucking daughters don't want nothing to do with him they cannot stand to be in his presence then they tried to but he tried to buy him off with a motherfucking restaurant that couldn't even stay open Giselle I know you bitch fuck you well I had all that smoking by nose but my friend beat me to it so go ahead friend I, <laughs> I just, set him up you knock it down you no nah, because I had the same is, thing in my nose that's legit what I had in my nose is you playing with Jamal Bryan has with? one of the shittiest reputations of a pastor talking about we have an image to uphold girl it's fucking jamal girl our introduction to you on potomac bitch was you saying that he can't keep his winky woo in his motherfucking pants and you back with him and now he got his winky woo and more babies on the way you are first lady baby mama number one to a serial habitual cheating pastor and you talking about a motherfucking image. You don't want to be associated with Monique because you got an image to uphold. Girl, the call is coming from inside the goddamn congregation. I know you fucking lying to me, Giselle. Of all the people on this show, you have the worst image, reputation, and no standards ever talking about Monique is the most... Acting like Monique set black women back a thousand years while you up on this show that we watch every motherfucking week, Giselle Bryan. Girl, fuck you. Now, my next my next target of rage, motherfucking Wendy, bitch. Hold on, wait. I'm actually I'm gonna save Wendy for last. Robin, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the tacky lacky. Robin, girl. The t- that's the show title. Okay. 
the tacky lackey because bitch you got everything to say for a motherfucking hoe wearing motherfucking army for army fatigue leisure wear that you got from motherfucking dots you up here dressed in the in the in in the worst of the salvation slots and you up here talking about some motherfucking image girl I know you fucking I'm going to let Jeremy drag you because then I'm going to deal the final blow, bitch. So go ahead, Jeremy. You you know what pisses me off about you, Robin? You have glimpses of having sense, but you such a a little clip bitch. You can't stand up and shit and call a spade a spade because, bitch, you know good and fucking well. You said it with your own damn mouth in this episode that Candace does not take accountability. You've been saying that for the past two seasons, Robin, that Candace doesn't take accountability, that she does antagonize people. She does entice people to make them want to punch them in the face. And you know what you are not doing? Bringing that up. You know what you are not doing? Holding Candace accountable because we'll get to the therapist in a minute, but yes. But anyway, you are not holding Candace accountable. You're not speaking to Candace. You're not telling Candace, girl, Monique was wrong, but you also got to shut the fuck up. Ain't none, none of you bitches doing none of that. Not a damn one of you. The only two that had that are and are trying to is Ashley and Karen. You know what the rest of y'all are doing? Nothing. And my friend brought this up in the pregame, and I'm I know she was gonna say it, but I'm gonna say it here. It is not lost on me that none of y'all that are trying to do this whole Monique set a bad example for black women and our image, and this is just the worst thing ever. It's not lost on me that when Candace was egging and antagonizing and enticing um, Monique on like she was, which the, which the footage showed when she was talking to her therapist, none of y'all stepped in and told Candace to shut the fuck up once. Not man, one of you. Ashley was at the bathroom. Karen was getting a drink. When Karen came back, that's when the shit blew up. So... How is Monique the worst, but none of y'all are holding Candace accountable? If Monique is ghetto and trash and, you know, this, then the third, then what the fuck is Candace? I'll wait. What the fuck? Because let me, let me say this. I'm a, I am a get, I am a talk shit, get hit type of bitch. Let me tell you that something. Same. But in that, I realize that that, that unfortunately sometimes way, you can't. Yeah, that there are consequences for words and there are consequences for actions and i consider the consequences of my potential actions before i carry out said actions so yes i definitely believe candace need to be popped in her mouth but i believe that monique should have handled it differently because it gave the bitches who already did not like her and was jealous of her an opportunity to paint her as a villain that's what I believe. But Robin, I will agree with that. Yes. Yes. Bitch, you got everything in the motherfucking world to say for a bitch who can't keep her finances together. You doing all this him and motherfucking hon about what Monique doing, but bitch, you 90,000 fucking dollars in tax debt and didn't even have a motherfucking decency to sit and tell Juan about it. Mm. He found out through the motherfucking grapevine, bitch. We finna see on next episode that Juan might not even want to be with your stupid no money skills having ass. Cause this is you don't cost him money what thrice at this point. Yes, 
blew through his NBA money with bad investments. Now you $90,000 in tax debt. Bitch, get your motherfucking life. Learn how to manage your money, ho. Learn how to, that's what you do. Instead she of worrying about what she the can't. fuck Monique doing and what the fuck is ghetto and what the fuck is setting, but you know what's setting you back? Taxes, bitch. <laughs> now, talk about that. That's what the fuck setting you back, bitch. You know what's setting you back? Discernment. Finances. You know what's setting you back? Not having a goddamn voice and, and just ragging on, on Giselle's coattails, her tacky-ass coattails. Speaking of um, Buffy from Married to Medicine, she had some things to say about you hoes, about the tacky-lacky, the green-eyed gizzard, and the bitch who foundation don't never match her neck and her hands. Okay. Mm. And I'm going to hit play on this. Everybody was at it. Now on to everybody was at it. So damn self-righteous. Give me a goddamn break. You kidding me? Ain't now one of y'all on that show. So upstanding in the world that this damages your brand. So miss me and every other viewer with that bullshit. <laughs> And I, absolutely agree. and I absolutely agree. Like, that's what pissed me. Like, listen, feel how you feel about Monique putting hands on her. You know, I get it. But the thing that irritates me about this whole, like, mm -hmm. situation is that we watch this show on a daily basis. We're not on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. We know what it is. We know what we signed up for. We are watching... Um, women women be catty messy mean-spirited this then third all that shit and we know that and well at least people with sense none of us be like you know well you know this is saying black women back and this that and third and you know this is you know terrible this is what's wrong with society no it's a tv show it's entertainment we know what the fuck it is this incident and all of a sudden, we're pushing this narrative that we are above. Girl, we watch y'all every fucking week. We watch y'all be the fuck stupid, the fuck crazy. Like, we watch y'all be fucking mean, messy mamas and bitches. We watch that. We know what it is. A fight, listen, If we a fight is not going to set back an opinion that of people that we already had one of. Okay? It is not that goddamn deep. If we you know what is setting us back? You know what is setting us back? The anti-blackness that jumped out in y'all. That's what happened. Because this is anti-black as shit. It's definitely setting us back. Because we wasn't talking about none of these goddamn stereotypes and all this respectability shit when y'all, when Wendy was goddamn getting ready to come across the table and hit Ashley for no fucking reason about a damn baby. Where was all that talk then? Because that wasn't classy. That wasn't setting a good example. Let's that wasn't role model behavior. And we could take it a step further, friend, because in the previews for the rest of the season, mm -mm. if you watched them... I did. Do, I know do, where you're going. Go do ahead. you see Candace and Chris trying to fight Ashley and Michael Darby? Mm-hmm. Is that that same ghetto hood rat bitch shit that's setting black women back? Mm hmm. Is it? 
Mm-hmm. Getting loud, getting in somebody's face, poking mm-hmm. your finger in their chest, trying to fight over mm-hmm. words. Because mm-hmm. Michael said, shut the fuck up. And Ashley didn't, Ashley wrote a statement for Monique. And y'all think that it's revenge against Candace. Well, guess what? Even if it is, so fucking what? Because the way y'all complaining, putting hands on people is off limits. So if Ashley gonna get her revenge back by telling the truth about a loud mouth bitch who ain't never got the energy to back it up, so fucking be it. She'll she be didn't put her hands, she didn't put her hands on you, did she? Mm. See, Candace, you mad because you let your ugly pie face, ugly rat head ass mama convince you into filing that frivolous lawsuit. And when the court gathered everything, all the statements, all the witnesses, all the information, all the evidence, they threw the frivolous shit out, bitch, because they noticed you egged it on. Right. And that's the thing. See, you can get away with not being held accountable about egging and enticing a fight with messy bitches who already don't like the person that you was enticing. But baby, them courts is a different story. Them courts look at everything and they will look at all the receipts. And you know what they saw? That you it was antagonizing. And and listen, they them again, them messy bitches that keep key and cackle with you might not hold you accountable and punish you, but you know what will? The motherfucking courts, baby. And you know what they did? They threw that shit out. And let me say this. Cause Monique, Monique, you're not excused. She's not. Hold on, wait, wait. Before sh- you, before you do the uh, off camp, the um behind the scenes no, stuff, no, I got no, one I'm more not, point to make. I'm not doing the off the scenes oh, stuff yet. Oh, go ahead. My bad. Uh, when okay. she said that talking shit was comparable to hitting somebody, it's not. And you, we nah, can't it's not. Nah. I, I am a talk shit get hit person, but it's not. <laughs> it's it's not the same. It's not it's physical not. violence and ha- and running your fucking mouth. It's not the same. It, it, it truly is not running man. your mouth I, will get you violence if you don't learn to shut yeah, the fuck up but it's not but the same I, I wanted i wanted to to let it be known that you just monique you just gotta stand up in your shit and we gotta be honest because candace has went to dr ken and she admitted to having her hands in monique's face Wish she admitted to up. she admitted to touching monique after monique flicked her hair um you basically admitted to starting this. Yeah. Now, Monique did lie because you did not throw that drink or hit her with a glass until she grabbed your hair and, and had your head on the table. That's when the wine got the uh, flying, and that's when she got popped in the lip with the glass. And yeah. rightfully so. I mean, motherfucker's supposed to fight back, at least to try to get herself loose and protect herself. But I mean, she didn't pinch the bitch, but yeah. But Candace, my big issue with you, and did we say this or did we just say it in the pregame? I don't know if I said it on air yet, is you will not cop to the shit that you did behind the scenes. And before we talk about that, I'm going to let Jeremy finish getting his shit off. Um, Yeah, one point that um, Ashley was trying to make, but the girls didn't let her. Uh, make which is also why I have a big issue with all this shit is that Ashley was trying to make the point if Monique getting violent and physical is such a detriment and set black, set wet black women back are we holding this same standard towards men and black men and the answer is no we're not that's patriarchy that's subscribing to patriarchy mm-hmm. 
See that in, that internal lot. Listen, I listen. I mean, I know I'm a man, so it's kind of you know the call coming from inside the house. But I got to call a thing a thing. That's internalized misogyny and patriarchy. Because we damn sure listen. Men get to be li, right. Li, hello, motherfucking Tory Lanes. Hello, like. <laughs> Men like, on this show get to be violent. We about to see two two stupid ass white men about to fight over some bullshit right. in the rest of the season. Hell, two men, stupid ass white men who damn near have gotten violent in past seasons. Damn near. Yeah. You know, and ain't nobody putting that goddamn, you know, this is what's wrong with men and, you know, all this other extra bullshit. So Ashley yeah. was trying to make a very good and very credible point. And what and what did the what did the three messy messy musketeers do? Try to shut her down or overtalk her. Then they tried to turn on Karen for trying to be fair, which I know y'all fucking lying. As much as y'all have aided and Wendy, I, I can't I can't speak to you per se, but what I can speak to is Robin and, and the rest of you cackling hoes is that y'all and Ashley too. Y'all have gone out of y'all way to be mean and malicious. And Karen brought that up too. Mm -hmm. And then it was crickets then. You hoes have gone out y'all way to decimate Karen and are still trying to do it in this season. Because y'all going to be talking about her giving Ray money to handle his tax issues. Robin, you got a lot of fucking nerve while you sitting there in motherfucking debt. Yeah, when you when you over there in the ghetto, Robin talking about something that's ghetto and beneath you, girl. You living in the ghetto. No, you I shacking. Just, you shacking in the ghetto. I just got a huge problem with the way that you ladies continuously Planning conduct business because y'all are mean and nasty. Yeah. Y'all have made a history on this show. Of being mean and nasty. Mm -hmm. Y'all have tried for years to be mean and nasty to Monique. And Giselle, you bringing up Monique saying you deserve to get punched in your face. Roll back the footage. I forgot. I forgot that. Ooh, I'm thank. I thank. I thank you for bringing that up because I almost forgot that. Because Giselle talking about the notes and bringing up all those times. Well, you failed to bring up in all those times you were. See, this is why y'all full of shit. Bringing up those times that Monique was was angry and had a temper tantrum, or well, not a temper tantrum, but she was angry. What you failed to bring up, Giselle, you know, your green-eyed goose, was that all those times that Monique was angry, she was egged on and antagonized, just like this one. This is just the only one that got violent. But yet but it, y'all didn't bring up when Robin was in nobody face threatening the fight. Y'all didn't bring up Robin being a hot ghetto mess at her own uh, house showing for that house mm-hmm. that took her 37 months to motherfucking rehab. Mm-hmm. What's tea, bitches? I, I, I just want to know. I just want to know because you... you do, I will say this. Y'all definitely believe the lies. You stand up in the lies and the, the full of shitness that y'all are, but you can't fool us. No, we you can play with somebody else. You can't play with me. We ain't buying it. Mm-mm. Now go ahead with the behind not, the scenes stuff. We're not friend. sipping the Kool Aid. Just I, I have a problem with Candace refusing to admit her role in the degradation of she and Monique's friendship because this is not over a podcast. This is not over Sharice being at her, their anniversary party. This is far deeper. 
and we need to call a thing a thing. You betrayed Monique and you betrayed her in a big way. And it literally took this going into a legal uh, situation for the truth to start coming out. You never told Monique that those girls were at Andy's baby shower plotting to spread a rumor about your your about Monique's newest child, Chase, belonging to the trainer. Ashley and Michael Darby called Monique and Chris and told them Ashley was there. And they were trying to get her in on it because Ashley and Monique had had issues in the past with the drinking thing. Monique and, I mean, Ashley and, and Michael called Monique and Chris. That is how she found out. Then Monique started doing her own digging and she started getting her lawyer involved to send out a cease and desist. And that's when she, when she called you because you were at the baby shower and that's when you told her the same thing Ashley told you. And even in that conversation, you still left out the fact that Gigi called you personally. Y'all had a two hour phone conversation that resulted in you giving her Sharice's phone number, knowing that Sharice and Monique were not in a friendly place right now. You conveniently leave that out. And I don't care what anybody says, that is a form of betrayal. So no, you don't get to keep sitting on Absolutely. this fucking show talking about you was like a sister to me. I considered you a friend. You I was at your children. house. I had talking about I held her children. But you can give a heads I was at up. Her, I was at her house, had my feet on her couch and so on and so forth and blah, blah, blah. But you couldn't tell me that this woman called you trying to spread dirt about me. You couldn't tell me that this woman was asking you for the number of somebody that I don't speak to or that we don't get along currently, you couldn't tell me as a woman that you gave that woman her number. Right. Or, and, and yeah. or apologize for it. I understand Monique's fury with Candace. I'm disappointed that Monique doesn't have the same fury with Gigi, Sharice and Giselle. Because those bitches deserve to get clocked too. And every time Sharice showed up in a room this season, Monique ran out. But I wholeheartedly understand the level of anger she has with Candace, but I'm upset that she keeps hiding it. And so the fact that she keeps hiding it makes it look like all of this has been for nothing and it makes you look like a bully. That is the issue that I'm having with Monique. Because if you if you put it all out on if you put it all out on the table, there's not a person moving that would not side with Monique that what Candace did was shady and low down for well, somebody she, a who's person just running... that got common fucking sense. Yeah, it's not. Because ain't no way in the hell that... if I'm your friend, I feel like you're a brother or a sister. I'm gonna keep that shit from you or lie about it or like if anything, almost look be like look. My bad, and I'll tell you, and I'll apologize. And if you forgive me, you know, I I hope you do. When but we, I understand. When we if get you don't. off air, friend. I'm gonna remind you of a situation because I've we've had a similar situation with me and you as friends, where you know somebody what? We came to me. Uh, mm, yeah. yeah. Mm, 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 and the mm. first, yeah, the first mm. thing I did, what did I do, friend? What's mm. going on? Yeah. yeah. Mm, mm, 
mm, shave on it. Mm. <laughs> okay. We've had that type of situation. Yeah. And I have moved in the manner I believe Candace should have moved in the yeah. situation. Yeah. You didn't find out through the grapevine that somebody that you don't mess with came to me about you and I never said nothing to you. you no, that's not how I that found I out came. From you directly. Yeah, like directly. Minutes later. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, that's it what a friend is supposed to days, damn do. Weeks, months, years. Nobody else had to come to you first. No, I came to you. Mm-hmm. So if Monique was being honest and would just talk about this situation, talk about how vile it is and what these ladies had done to her while filming, I think it would have looked completely different because as of now, you don't have real justification for why it escalated to that point with Candace and you just keep saying, I don't know how I feel. I don't know what's going on, but you do know, but yeah. you, you so busy I trying wonder, not to it... give light to that other situation that you can't really talk about why you are truly feeling upset and betrayed by Candace. Yeah. I was about to say, I wonder if it's like a legal thing, maybe that her nor Candace can really talk about what the fuck really going on. I wonder. I wonder, cause like I do agree, cause like I, I you know, cause I, you know, again, I'm fair. Like her saying, you know, I, I just don't know why I'm angry. You know the fuck why you angry, Monique, and I agree with why you angry. I think you justified of being and being angry, you know. But you just saying that and not giving context, whether you know for legal reasons or whatever. And then even on Candace's end, even though I think that she's wrong. Her just saying, you know, well, I don't know what I could have possibly done to make Monique so upset. Girl, you know the fuck why. So both of y'all not saying nothing, just it it, it brings the it brings the 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 quality down, in my opinion. Yeah. It brings the quality of the mess down. Cause it's some good mess. It's juicy mess. I mean, again, this is why we watch this show, which is also why all y'all carrying on with this goddamn respectability shit is some bullshit. We know what the fuck we signing up for when we watch Real Housewives. We definitely not signing up for no uh <laughs> we ain't signing up for no goddamn uh we ain't signing know. up for the motherfucking presidential debate. Absolutely. Ain't. Which I mean honestly, I you know what never well, mind. That's not the show for never this. Mind. <laughs> That's not the show for that. This is not the show for that. Um but I just it it just this narrative that they're pushing is so like seeped in respectability politics and, and, right and the cra- the other part friend is what's so crazy is we still found out about all the behind the scenes shit regardless so we could have seen it play out on air and then we wouldn't be having this conversation in which monique looks like a bully i agree because you agree. absolutely justified the pop a bitch in the mouth when they playing with your kids and your family and while it's while Gigi has come out and said that Candace in no way has was spreading the rumor, indulged in it or anything else. The fact that you didn't even give her a heads up, you and you gave her Sharice's number, you absolutely aided in these bitches playing with Monique's kids and family. Yeah, I agree. I don't, yeah, I agree. I don't think Candace spread it the rumor or had any intention to, but. She definitely moved in a way that is not loyal or friendly towards Monique and it allowed Monique to get attacked. Yeah. So like she didn't, you know, she didn't pull the trigger, but there's gun there's blood on her hands, you know? Yes. 
Yes. And she didn't move with she didn't move with any discernment and it end up hurting somebody that she claims that she cares about. Yeah. And that's just that's just my whole bottom ass point with all of this is that you moved in a way that looked funny in the light, and now you want to play you confused. Right. When you're not uh-huh. confused, you're just a it. fool. That's just what you uh-huh. are. You you in my honest opinion, Candace definitely playing the role. Even all that chit chatting and shit she was doing in therapy, it's a role. None okay, of it so seems. Did you pick fear. up that that therapist felt that she was full of shit? Oh, absolutely. Because I that's yeah, why okay. he kept that's why he kept doubling back, asking what part she may have played in all of this. Right, right, right. Because I, I feel that way too. He definitely peeped that she full of shit. Yeah, and I feel like throughout the season, and again, I could be wrong because you know they love to fool us with these previews. I feel like Ash. I definitely, I, f- I definitely feel like I know that Ashley and Karen are gonna peep that Candace is full of shit. Wendy, maybe, but which I is feel why, like which is why we keep seeing previews of Karen saying I'm not choosing sides. Yeah. Because they want, they want, you know, at least for the show, and you know, probably in real life too, they want them to just completely abandon Monique, which again is why I'm so irritated. Like, yes, she was wrong. Yes, your fight happened, but girl, and you know, even I can also even understand the um concern because again, when you mad and you in the heat of the moment, you say some wild shit. Nigga, I've been in a you know what this is, friend. This is people that just talk shit and never get in a fight witnessing what somebody does who actually has been in a fight or fights. Yep. This is all this is. Well, also respectability and anti-blackness, but that's all this is. Because anybody that's been in a fight knows damn well when you in that fight and that adrenaline is pumping and when you angry, you will say and do some wild shit. And again, you, you know, a lot of times you can't really justify it, but that's how you are in the heat of the moment. You know, so I yeah. understand giving pause like, damn, girl, you was that mad that you would say you're a killer? Like, I get it. I do get it. But taking it to the extreme of like, this set black women back a thousand years, you can get the fuck out of my face with that shit. And that's what's so irritating about it. Absolutely. Because we've seen y'all be less than, not even role models, just 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 bad people. We've consistently seen y'all just be bad people on show on this show and shows like it. And you still allowed to thrive. You still allowed to get money. You still allowed to have brands, businesses, shit, all types of shit. Girl, a fight is not going. Y'all associating with Monique is not going to be bad for your business because of because because of something that wasn't even a fight at all. Go to hell. Go straight to goddamn hell. Giselle, you already dressed like you in hell, so you should you should you should be comfortable there. You and your tacky lacking Robin. Robin, you got a backbone for everybody but well, I wouldn't say a backbone, but you got smoke for everybody but Giselle. Everybody but the same bitch who be talking about you behind your back and has been. Hell, who you was about to put hands and feet on? We weren't talking about images then. Mm-mm. No, sorry, Bob. We was not. See, this is this is this is why none of, this is why none of y'all see in heaven. The only one that probably see in heaven is 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 Karen. Karen, Karen, Karen has 
Karen's got my respect this season. Yes. The 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 she has shown to be an older woman um of certain of integrity and reason and sense. Yes. Um and I appreciate it. Because I didn't appreciate them trying to say that Karen is playing favors when Karen literally said and has repeatedly told Karen Monique, looked Monique in her face and said, you fucked up. Right. You fucked up, but I'm not going to abandon you for this fuck up. Correct. Correct. I'm going to hold you accountable and, and walk with you as a friend and hope that you get better. So you won't, will learn to control your, your temper and anger, even when it's justified that you are angry. Yeah. Yep. Cause that's what a real friend does. The rest of y'all can't relate. That's why you're up here looking sad and tacky and performative. Yep. Especially yep. you when the girl don't nobody give a fuck that you be on CNN, CNN sometimes not talking about a goddamn did I, thing. I don't know if I said this, but I just it bears repeating if I did. Forgive me, y'all. Wendy, you have been trying to have a motherfucking moment on this show since you got on full time this season, Listen. and you are still very, 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 very fucking unforgettable. And nobody gives a fuck, bitch. No, you mean forgivable, forgettable friend. No, unforgettable. Oh, yeah, you're forgettable as fuck. And you and everything that you you. do is your styles, your fashions, your makeup, your wigs. That shit is unforgivable. Yes, that's what you meant. (laughs) Yes, like you are forgettable as fuck. Now, anything that's setting us back is motherfucking your fashions. Now, we can talk about that. And if anything is setting us back, it's this weird ass continuous trope about Africans and African women and how every how they get accolades to to feel like they're better than other women, specifically American women. Nobody cares, sweet pea. Truly. Nobody. You know what I care about? You getting off my damn screen because you bore me. You are so boring. So boring. And the fact that you try to be non-boring by doing and doing the fucking most and still fail and are still boring, baby, hang it up. Flat screen. Leave us alone. Leave us the fuck alone. We are not going. No. Wherever you keep trying to take us, leave us alone. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Just get the hell out of Dodge and leave us the hell alone. Please. And that's all I have for Potomac. I, I think we got right. a, a lot of smoke out. We'll see what happens tonight on tonight's episode. But uh, yeah, y'all have been playing on my goddamn face for two episodes straight. And I I've, I feel like I've done a good job of cussing y'all out because y'all deserve it. Because bitch, play with somebody else. Don't play with me. Please. I think that's it, friend. It is indeed it. Uh, We'll see y'all back next week to cover the season finale of Tamar Get Your Life. Uh, We'll be back to uh, deep dive and giggle into Robin's tax issues. We will... <laughs> and we'll be back with the rest of this bride. Now you want to be talking about you want to talk about being set back. 
tax back. Bitch, you ain't getting no uh, You know what? That's right. enough. Okay. See y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all. Subscribe to the Patreon. We out. Peace.